गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबडी आई स्निग्धा शर्मा आई एम गोइंग टू प्रेजेंट द हिंदू एडिटोरियल डेटेड फोर्टीन मे टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी न्यूज पेपर दिल्स द एनालिसिस ऑफ द एडिटोरियल इज गिवन ऑन द लास्ट सेगमेंट ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड हैप्पी प्रिपरेशन The first editorial of the day is the crime of enforced disappearances must end. Ki especially in Asia are not decreasing with the domestic criminal law system insufficient to deal with this atrocity. Tai Yung Baek is the author of this article. The democracy movement in Myanmar is at a critical juncture. On February 1st, 2021, the military launched a coup d'etat to overthrow the democratically elected government led by Aung San Suu Kyi's party, the National League for Democracy. The military is committed to suppressing the people's movement and the police are carrying out unimaginable acts of violence and oppression against those demanding freedom of expression and the restoration of democracy since the coup the united nations working group on enforced or involuntary disappearances has received reports of enforced disappearances from the family members of victims there is concern that there will be a plethora of cases of enforced disappearances a torture arbitrary detention and even murder if the situation continues to deteriorate Myanmar is not the only country in Asia that enforce a disappearances are becoming a major concern there are other leaders and regimes that have the mistaken notion that they could do anything to maintain their power regretfully this includes using enforced disappearances as a tool to suppress the people concerns around minorities in china the working group has received numerous reports from family members and concerned civil society organization that a massive number of enforced disappearances have occurred in the xinjiang uyghur autonomous region under the pretext of re-education to prevent terrorism members of the uyghur minority ethnic groups are forcibly sent to chinese authorities called vocational education and training centers with no information on their whereabouts and fate given to their families the working group chair has met many people from the region who are trying to find out what happened to their family members and they are living in fear it is especially concerning because the basis for such forced disappearances is often very trivial for example having relatives living abroad or maintaining international contacts could lead to an enforced disappearances residential surveillance at designated local under article 73 of the amended criminal procedure law is law against individuals accused of endangering state security and is another issue of serious concern because rsdl places in individuals under incommunicado detention without disclosing their whereabouts it may amount to a form of enforced disappearances 
post conflict issue sri lanka has experienced more than 3 decades of domestic conflict which was accompanied by various forms of enforced disappearances it seemed that there was some hope developing because of efforts by the government to confront its history however recently the government is weakening initiative uh, it's previously started to search for and investigate enforced disappearances and has now returned to a promoting a culture of impunity for these crimes it is also disheartening to point out that enforced disappearances are being committed in the name of counter terrorism measures increasing number of enforced disappearances are being reported in pakistan and bangladesh and it does not seem that the situation will improve in the near future enforced disappearances became widely known to the world in the 1970s and the early 1980s during the dirty war in argentina where the argentina military dictatorship committed the forceful disappearances of some 30000 of its own citizens while denying that they kidnapped tortured and murdered them to fight against these gross and uh, systemic systematic human rights violation the un commission on human rights established a working group in 1980 as the first special procedure mechanism of the un commission on human rights an enforced disappearances defined by several constituent elements first it is characterized by the deprivation of liberty where the persons are arrested detained or abducted against their will or otherwise deprived of their liberty second there are grounds for seeking governmental responsibility for the act including of official uh, officials of different branches or levels of government or by organized groups or private individuals acting on behalf of or with the support direct or indirect consent or acquiescence of the government third such an act typically occurs in the context of a state's continuous refusal to take relevant actions including refusal to disclose the fate or whereabouts of the person concerned or refusal to acknowledge the deprivation of their liberty which places such persons outside the protection of the law remedial measures under the declaration of the protection of all persons from emergency of enforced disappearances 1992 the working group works to assist miles of uh, disappearly okay assist families of disappeared persons to ascertain the fate and whereabouts of the disappeared and to assist and monitor states compliance additionally with the assistance of the secretariat members based in geneva the working group monitors states compliance and documented cases of enforced disappearances the working group receives individual petitions from victims families and civil society members and channels them uh, through to the relevant government to demand searched uh, searches for the disappeared persons investigations and punishment for those responsible the wged also presses states to offer remedies including compensation and a guarantee of non recurrence of the violation since its inception the working room has uh, transmitted a total of 58606 cases to 109 states and as of 2020 the number of outstanding cases and active considerations stood at 46271 in a total of 92 states Unfortunately the number of cases of enforced disappearances in Asian states is not decreasing and we are seeing a rapid increase in some countries the working group has serious concerns about the impact of covid-19 on enforced disappearances 
not only have enforced disappearances continued during the pandemic but it has generated new contexts for enforced disappearances and has reduced the capacity of all actors to take the necessary actions to search for and investigate cases of disappeared persons ratifying the convention to protect the right to be free from enforced disappearances the international community adopted the international convention for the protection of all persons from enforced disappearances in 2006 which became effective in 2010 however the number of participating states is still very low compared to other treaties Among 63 member states of the treaty only 8 states from the Asia Pacific region have ratified or acceded to the treaty only 4 east asian states cambodia japan mongolia and sri lanka have ratified it asian countries should consider their obligation and responsibilities more seriously and reject a culture of impunity in order to eradicate enforced disappearances they should also understand that their domestic criminal law system are not sufficient to deal with the crime of enforced disappearances and enforced disappearances is a continuous crime that needs a comprehensive approach to fight against it while working as an expert for the UN human rights council's working group for the past 5 years have come to understand that one of the most tragic dimensions of the crime of enforced disappearance is the suffering that is inflicted on the people who know the victims Enforced disappearance is a serious crime that goes against the philosophy of humanity. The pain and suffering of the family members do not end until they find out the fate or whereabouts of their loved ones. Bottles of water, facial tissues would always be readily available when interviewing the family members of the disappeared persons because their stories cannot be told without tears. Mothers looking for son, wives looking for husbands and the children looking for parents demonstrate the endless chain of tragedy in our contemporary world this human atrocity must end immediately i hope that the international community will strengthen its effort to eradicate enforced disappearances as soon as possible so the uh, t young bike professor is assured a un working group on enforced involuntary uh, disappearances the article has been co-published with the melbourne asia review asia institute university of melbourne the next article of the day is mucormycosis risk mitigation in the covid battle diabetes control can lower the chances of dangerous side effects in covid-19 treatment such as this fungal infection This article is written by V Mohan. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to play havoc all over the world and India is no exception to this. While 70 to 80% of those affected with COVID-19 recover without many side effects. About 20% to 30% of patients affected with symptomatic COVID-19 might require hospitalization. Here a minority can get worse and require treatment in an intensive care unit that is ICU. Ever since the COVID-19 pandemic was first described from Wuhan in China it is quite clear that it is people with comorbidities such as being of an older age obese having uncontrolled diabetes heart or respiratory disease and uh, melanin uh, melan 
melanganies who fare badly new worry the new fear after the treatment of covid-19 especially in an icu setting is contracting a severe disease known as mucormycosis this is serious but rare fungal infection caused by a group of fungi known as mucormycetes mucormycosis usually affects people who have a pure poor immunity and those with uncontrolled diabetes have the highest risk of developing it other risk factors of mucormycosis include steroid treatment those who have melanganesis uh, aids and those who have been treated with medicines such as um, diferoxamine for iron overload conditions when the covid-19 infection takes a more serious turn heavy dose of uh, steroids are given to the patient as a life saving measure unfortunately this can precipitate new onset diabetes in those who do not have diabetes or substantially raise blood glucose levels in those persons who already have diabetes this sets uh, the scene for the development of mucormycosis types and diagnosis mucormycosis is of several types of which the commonest is rhinoorbital cerebral mucormycosis this starts as a common cold or uh, sinusitis but soon spreads to the eyes producing redness of the eye and later bulging of the eye and known as proptosis it may even eventually lead to paralysis of some of the eye muscle or even to the blindness it can also spread to the brain and if this occurs the prognosis is very grave other forms of mucormycosis include the uh, pulmonary form in which the lungs are mainly involved and less common uh, cutaneous mucormycosis or disseminated mucormycosis where it spreads throughout the body the last two are also associated with a very poor prognosis a very high index suspicion of mucormycosis is needed by the clinical treating covid-19 cases the last two are also associated with the very with very poor prognosis a very high index suspicion of mucormycosis is needed by the clinician treating covid-19 cases particularly in the setting of diabetes and gubs uh, if the conditions are diagnosed early and aggressive treatment given the prognosis is good antifungal drugs such as amphotericin b are used but they are quite toxic and also expensive if the involvement is extensive radical surgery may be needed as a life saving measure in some cases including removal of the jaw or the eye sugar control steroid use it is very important for for those with diabetes to keep their sugar levels under very good control the dose of anti diabetes drugs will have to be adjusted and in most cases insulin would be needed to keep the sugars under control throughout the day if steroids have to be used their judicious use is recommended for example steroids should be given only at the appropriate stage of the disease in optimal doses and for as short a period of time as possible meticulous hygiene and care of the equipment inside the icu including oxygen tubes and ventilators should be done in order to reduce the risk of fungal and other infections in the case of mucormycosis the adage prevention is better than cure could not be more true it is worth emphasizing the point that steroids do not have any role in the prophylaxis or the prevention of covid-19 indeed steroids reduces one's immunity and may actually increase the risk of developing covid-19 also in the initial phase of uh, 
viremia medical term of the viruses presenting in the blood stream the use of steroids can actually disseminate the virus widely thereby worsening the covid-19 infection it is on all only when the cytokine storm is suspected which usually occurs in the second week of the infection that steroids should be used and that too with discretion monitor blood glucose i find that in many patients who are put on steroids for covid-19 the blood glucose levels are not adequately monitored leading to extremely and often dangerously high pressure blood glucose level this can also precipitate diabetic uh, ketoacidosis a classical situation where the more dangerous forms of mucormycosis occur hence these or uh, those treating covid-19 infection must be equal importance to the control of diabetes to those with diabetes my advice to them would be to have healthy diet which has a lot of vegetables and less cereals rice or chapati and include more protein in the form of bengal gram green black gram or mushroom they must also have an active and regular exercise program it is very important for them to have their medicines regularly and if the sugars are not under control to switch over to insulin if needed at least for a short period all these measures will help to effect good control of diabetes which can reduce the risk of developing covid-19 and also its dangerous effects including mucormycosis Finally frequent monitoring of the sugar levels should be done by um, using a handheld blood glucose meter it is possible to wear a small sensor patch on the upper arm which can continuously monitor person's blood glucose level and thus keep it under good control throughout the day it is also very important to get oneself fully vaccinated vaccination will ensure that the risk of developing uh, severe covid-19 requiring hospitalization and thus the risk of developing dangerous infections such as mucormycosis can be drastically reduced So the third article of the day is app to view Supreme Court proceeding launch actively considering plan to telecast proceedings live says CCI NV Ramana Chief Justice of India NV Ramana on Thursday said he was actively considering the proposal to telecast live the proceeding of the Supreme Court the CJI however said concrete steps in this regard would be taken only after seeking a general consensus among his colleagues in the Supreme Court Chief Justice Ramana made the announcement spent in a virtual address while launching a mobile app which would all allow media persons to view the supreme court's virtual proceedings live on their mobile phone transparency is a time honored principle when it comes to the judicial process in a country hearing of cases has always taken place in public courtrooms with or access being allowed not only to lawyers and litigants in a particular case but also to the general public chief justice ramana said role of media the cgi said public access to court hearing was important as the ruling of courts more particularly the supreme court had an impact on the lives of people across the country the role of media assumes importance in the process of disseminating information chief justice ramana underlined the cji said the initiative to launch the mobile app for general journalists came after he heard that the press was depending on lawyers for video links of virtual hearings the cji said media persons should remain safe while working amid the surge of infection in the second wave of pandemic the chief justice said he had received request to create an independent mechanism for journalists to access 
court hearings without endangering their health i was a journalist for a brief time during that time we did not have car or bikes we used to travel on bus as we were directed not to avail convenience of organizers of the event chief justice ramana recalled the cgi urged media persons to use the mobile app responsibly he said there might be some teething issues in concerning the app and request the media persons to be supportive the cgi also launched a new feature in the supreme court's official website called indicative notes aimed at providing concise summaries of landmark judgment in an easy to understand format this will serve as a useful resource for media persons and the general public who wish to be better informed about the ruling of the court chief justice ramana explained with regard to granting accreditation to the media persons the cgi said he had given directions to further rationalize the policy justice hemant gupta said access to media to court proceedings would increase transparency